I believe there are two major threats to long-run real estate ownership, specifically investing in multifamily syndications. The first major threat would be severe deflation, and the second threat would be severe inflation. This is how I think each would play out from a multifamily investor's point of view. The case of severe deflation. This is the nightmare scenario for central bankers and governments, and it would not be pleasant for multifamily owners either. I do believe the Fed would do everything in its power to prevent this from happening, but it is possible they won't be able to stop it at some point. In this scenario, many tenants would lose their jobs. Households would likely consolidate, putting downward pressure on occupancy and rents. In a deflation, the real cost of servicing fixed debt increases and your loan may term out during the deflation itself. Multifamily loans are shorter in duration than residential loans, and it's a major problem if the economy is in a deflationary spiral as your loan comes due. This is a good reminder to have an exit strategy planned well in advance of the loan expiration, so you can ride out a deflationary episode and aren't forced to sell at a loss. During the Great Recession, which at its core was a deleveraging and therefore a deflationary event, multifamily owners were certainly under stress. However, the owners of large, efficient properties that used Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac debt fared far better than the others. According to the Joint Center for Housing Studies at Harvard University from July 2011, quote, The recession then burst the bubble in multifamily property prices, and exposed the weakness in underwriting, most notably among loans held in commercial mortgage-backed securities and, to a lesser extent, in the portfolios of depository institutions. In comparison, loans held or guaranteed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, which accounted for nearly half of the expansion in multifamily credit, have performed relatively well, with delinquency rates only a fraction of those from the CMBS loans, end quote. Large properties, which are more likely to use Fannie and Freddie debt, had better success weathering the Great Recession. So in summary, to hedge against a deflationary cycle, buy large, efficient properties, underwrite conservatively, and plan an exit or a refinance well before the loan term expires to prevent a compulsory short sell. One of the few benefits, if you will, of a major deflation is that lenders may be reluctant to foreclose on an owner during a down cycle because the lenders themselves are not sure if they will be able to recapture their own losses by selling to someone else. If lenders believe the current owner is a decent partner, they may be willing to work with them in order to prevent taking a loss on the asset themselves. The case of severe inflation. If you've listened to this podcast in the past, you know that I believe we are more likely to enter a long-run inflationary cycle rather than a long-run deflationary cycle. Modest inflation is a net winner for multifamily owners because it erodes debt and increases the nominal valuation of properties over time. That said, serious inflation can cause problems. Those risks are somewhat mitigated if the property has fixed-rate debt or perhaps floating-rate debt with a capped interest rate. During a major inflation, 
the cost of utilities, maintenance, and other costs go up quickly. However, market rents also rise. This may price out some current tenants and increase turnover in the short run, but with fixed or capped debt, an inflationary storm can usually be weathered. The biggest concern I have with respect to inflation is not the inflation itself, but the political issues it can cause. There may be an outcry for rent control if market rents outpace wages. Rent control has an interesting effect, which is on the whole negative for multifamily owners, but it is not entirely a loss. Rent control limits rental income, but it also makes new construction less attractive, which limits competitive supply. The experience of rent control in coastal cities over the last few decades has been mixed, but economists generally agree that artificially capping rents puts downward pressure on both housing supply and housing quality. Rent control can also drive up rents in nearby areas that are not subject to the legislation, creating housing imbalances even within the same submarket. From an investor's point of view, it is prudent to invest in areas that are less likely to pass rent control legislation. The Sun Belt tends to place relatively few restrictions on property owners when compared to northeastern cities. Some states, like Alabama and Arizona, actually have laws that prevent rent control regulations. Major deflation and major inflation are the primary macroeconomic risks I see. I view major deflation as the greater risk, but I also believe an extended period of deflation is less likely than an extended period of inflation in the coming decades. There are also localized risks to owning multifamily assets, that are not macroeconomic in nature. Being sued by a tenant is a risk, but in general, as long as the syndicator is following the local landlord-tenant laws and the property is owned and operated through a well-structured legal entity, the chance of losing a lawsuit to a tenant is relatively small, though it is certainly not zero. Natural disasters are also a risk, but properties carry insurance to limit their exposure. A cultural shift towards owning versus renting could also be an issue, though that would be a reversal of what we've seen over the last decade. It is nevertheless something to watch for. Finally, there are unforeseen risks that we can't know about ahead of time. The recent global pandemic is an example of this type of risk. It is difficult to prepare for what cannot be foreseen, but syndicators can protect an asset to a certain extent by using conservative underwriting principles, taking on reasonable debt, and entering the business plan with ample reserves. Unfortunately, there are no risk-free asset classes. The stock market is lucrative, but erratic. Bonds are at risk during an inflationary cycle. Commodity and foreign exchange markets require specialized knowledge and are very volatile. The dollar itself is an investment and, like bonds, it is at risk during an inflationary cycle. Multifamily assets carry risks as well as we have seen. Nevertheless, it is possible to mitigate some of these risks and yield a healthy return over the course of a conservative business plan. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Multifamily Economics. If you did, please leave us a review on iTunes 
which will increase our visibility and help us grow. If you would like to discuss multifamily investing with me personally, please go to the contact us page on our website, darbyrosecapital.com. Thank you.